Hello and welcome to the good, the bad, the ugly, the aviation maintenance industry, raw and unscripted. I am your host, Brian Wheels. Today starts our first aircraft tech talk segment. Stay tuned, you won't want to miss it. Coming up next. Hey everyone, and welcome again to our first aircraft tech talk segment. I am your host, Brian Wheels. And in these segments, we are going to answer all of your aircraft technical questions, and we talk about mechanical problems often found on aircraft. This first Tech Talk email I received comes from Travis K. from Texas. Travis writes, Brian Wheels, I am pretty green, only been working for my airline for the past 1.5 years. In the last couple months, we have had a few air returns due to gear retraction issues after takeoff on our 737NGs. Only found the access door had been opened. I opened and closed the door several times, and it worked. Ideas? Hey, Travis, congrats on being the first aircraft tech talk listener question answered. <laughs> Let me start with this disclaimer. Anything that is said on this podcast is of my own opinion. Anything said here is not acceptable for use as a corrective action on an aircraft and is information only. Always consult the tech pubs, such as the AMM, the FIM, the SSM, the wire diagram, the IPC, etc. Just throwing that out there so no one can come back at me and say, Hey, Brian, I got in trouble with the feds because I used your podcast as my corrective action write-up. So, Travis, the answer to your question here. Travis, the alternate extend SOL circuit breaker is found on the P6-3 panel at Delta 16. So if after pulling the circuit breaker, the gear does retract, and remember, it's on jacks, right? Follow your tech pubs. It could be the micro switch in that access door is dirty or defective, and that micro switch prevents the gear from being retracted when the alternate extend door is open. That's regardless of the gear lever position. Now, dirt and grime can and does find its way in there, and this is a common problem on the NGs. You will get write-ups such as, upon takeoff, gear would not retract, You'll have a field return, and many times you'll find that there's dirt and grime that does find its way underneath that door. There was a time or two when the door was somehow knocked open. You always wonder why. Uh, one time in particular, when this happened to me, I had an FO say I wanted to see what it looked like under there. I wish my corrective action then had said, found alternate extension door open due to crew curiosity, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, remember to reset that circuit breaker though after you're done there, Travis. But again, that is a common issue with the NGs. So very good question. Very good question. Our second email comes from Lee from Seattle. And Lee writes, Wheels 737NG series. Keep on getting no nose landing gear steering after tug is disconnected. And crew report of loud nose landing gear upon retraction. Bet you don't know why. Okay. Thanks, Lee, for being the second discussion for today. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I do know. Sounds like a challenge to me, <laughs> but that's all good. In my experience, either the steering lever hasn't been returned to the vertical position or there is FOD or ice that could be built up on the steering cable or the summing mechanism. Doubt it's the steering metering valve because if this occurs after tug disconnect, generally that's because the steering bypass lever hasn't been returned to the vertical position. Now it could be the steering collar is bound or is sticking, but again, this should have been noticed during taxiing. That's what immediately comes to mind, and that's a, that's a good question. 
Now for the nose landing gear noise on retraction write-up you had. Several things here could be causing it. So there's two nose wheel spin brakes in the nose landing gear wheel well. They use friction with the tires to stop them from rotating and they can be worn or missing. Now this normally is a check item during the crew walk around but believe it or not, <laughs> the crew doesn't really look at that stuff. I've seen them broken and very worn before but I've never seen any missing outright nor have I heard of anyone else seeing one of these or both of them missing. I've also seen this caused by incorrect strut servicing. As always, consult the tech pubs and the fin. So, very good question. Appreciate that. Third email I received is from Jacob K. in Kansas. And Jacob writes, Hey man, thanks for doing a podcast like this. I bet you get lots of shit for exposing the truth. Kudos. So, just kind of an FYI for something funny that happened to me once. I had a 4.7, which they wrote... I think he, he said which they wrong up. I think he which... <laughs> I had a 4.7 which they wrote up. FD fails and all three AP unable to select. Flaps retracted normally. Come to find out the solution in the crew manual told them to arm alternate flaps for 30 seconds then disarm. That fixes it. Jacob, thanks for the kind words. You are right. I've already received shit from folks exposing the truth. That's what I do here. If folks don't like it, they can certainly tune to another podcast or just simply not listen to this one. I really... Don't give a damn. <laughs> the purpose of this podcast is to expose the truth, if you would, on what really happens in the aviation maintenance industry and what goes on in an aircraft mechanic's life. I think my new motto is going to be, make aviation great again, and I wonder if Trump would give me a thumbs up on that. Anyways, I did not know that, and thank you very much for sharing. I never had that issue on a 407 come up, but I will definitely file that tip away for sure. Knowledge is power. So I do appreciate that, Jacob. Thank you, sir. Next is an email from Aaron in Michigan. Aaron writes, Hey, Brian Wees. Great show. My boyfriend and I listened to it on the way home from work. We both are aircraft mechanics and work at Kalita because it's really the only thing in Michigan. What's your thoughts on Kalita? Actually, my real question is, I am working on a 4.7 and I had a non-routine card that said hydraulic system quantity gauge fluctuates. I cannot find it in the AMM. I tried looking in the fin. Fortunately, it was the end of shift, so I have to tackle this tomorrow. I asked some guys around me, but I think they wanted to help. I think what she meant to say was, I think they did not want to help me because I am a girl. Could you? All right, Aaron, hopefully I did uh, read your question to me correctly. If not, please feel free to uh, write me back, let me know. But I, I think I got the gist of what you're asking. And I do appreciate you and your boyfriend tuning in, and congrats on being number four in today's Aircraft Tech Talk segment. So let me tackle this first. You being a gal should have nothing to do with being helped. It's unfortunate that people around you are being pricks, I do not know how long you've been a mechanic in the industry, but unfortunately, that is a thing at most places. There is a bias against women as aircraft mechanics, and it is unfortunate. So just hang in there, you'll be fine. Secondly, as far as Kalita goes, you're right. That's the only real aviation gig in Michigan that I know of. I'll say this much, uh, Kalita is a hit or miss company. Just remember, don't compromise your integrity as a mechanic. Ultimately, you are the one doing the work. Do it right. Now to your other question. As always, my input is information only, 
and not to be used in any reference for your corrective action besides just being helpful information. Always consult your tech pubs. So I assume you're working a 747-400. I have not worked 47 freighters on the line or in the hangar, only 47s uh, at Boeing and passenger 747s on the line. I don't think the freighters are going to be any different as far as the hydraulic quantity indicating system. Did the low quantity light come on or the pressure light illuminate? Because those two things do play a part in troubleshooting. Now let's say that neither the low quantity light or the pressure light illuminated. Get the correct FIM and look at chapter 29. Then take a look at either the fault codes or the observed fault descriptions until you come to the hydraulic quantity gauge fault list. Now I haven't broken the FIM open on my end, but off the top of my head what I would do first is switch the affected quantity gauge with a known good one. If it does start working then you found the problem, you're good to go. If not, take a look at the hydraulic module panel and see if there's something messed up on it. That could definitely cause an issue perhaps as well. If that's not the case, then my guess would be one of the quantity transmitters in the engine strut might have went bad. But again, I gotta stress, always consult your tuck pubs. They are the God's word on these things and what you're referring to for every maintenance. So hopefully that leads you in the right direction. Good luck to you there at Kalita. Remember, just don't compromise your integrity as a mechanic. No matter what other outside stressors or pressure you have, always do the right things for the right reasons. So now comes my aircraft tech talk discrepancy quiz where I dive into my logbook archive and I tell you about a discrepancy that I'd had and you, the listener, would write in and tell me what your corrective action might have been for that issue. Then on the next aircraft tech talk, I will give you the answer, if you would, on what my corrective action was. And if anyone wrote in with the correct answer, I'll read it here live on the podcast and I will send you a little prize. So here it goes. This discrepancy was in October of 2016 on a 757-200. The discrepancy was ramp reports, number one, forward, lower belly, cargo door, will not open. I'll read it again. Ramp reports, number one, forward, lower, belly, cargo door, will not open. Write in and let me know what your corrective action would have been. Thanks so much for tuning in to this Aircraft Tech Talk segment. I really hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, let me know. If you didn't, also I want to hear from you. If you have any other questions, thoughts, concerns, or if you want to share your stories and your experiences live on this podcast, reach out to me at apmechanicpodcast at aol.com. That's apmechanicpodcast, one word, at aol.com, or find me on Twitter at goodbadugly underscore ap, and on Facebook, goodbaduglyap, one word. Remember... The podcast website is up and running. Check it out. Link is in the description. Until next time, everyone, be safe and take care.